and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, guys? It is the newest edition of the Tuesday Touchback. It's the Turkey Day edition. I got some stuffing. I got some turkey. I got some gravy dripping down my lips, running all into my chesticles. Soup, what's going on, man? I uh, just threw up my mouth listening to that. But um, <laughs> nothing really. Uh, Monday night game just went to half, 23-23. Um, they put the all-star lineup of officials together. You know, primetime Monday night game. They know this is an extremely likely, um, extremely possible Super Bowl matchup. Um, you know, you still have the Saints and the Patriots and the Steelers and, you know, a bunch of good teams in the mix, but these two teams have shown nothing short of being Super Bowl contenders. And, uh, right now they're putting on an absolute show 23, 23 at half. Um, I expect nothing less out of the second half. Uh, the Rams came out just slinging the ball everywhere. Really haven't given Gurley any touches, which is weird, but Goff's playing well minus his fumble. So, uh, exciting game. That's for sure. All right. Well, I want to cover something good. I mean, I'm I'm pumped for this game. I mean, I'm with you. It's it's going to be fantastic, an absolute shootout. These are the best ones, uh, especially you know on a Monday night. I do want to cover one good thing before before I say something bad though. But as always, this show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Go to MyBookie.ag. Enter promo code Give Me Cash. Now, here's the good thing. We talked about this before. Uh, MyBookie's doing something special for Thanksgiving Day with the Bears. Lions game. They are giving you uh I I'm is it safe to say a guarantee to win money? Or a guarantee not to lose money. That's probably yeah, a better way to put it. It's a it's a free bet. It's it's a free bet. As simple as that. Yeah. So go to go to mybookie.ag, set up an account if you haven't already done so. I'd prefer if you did the promo code give me cash to do so. Get that fifty percent match on your initial po- deposit and then bet the spread on the Bears game, the Bears-Lions game, Thanksgiving Day. If you're right, they'll pay you. If you're wrong, they'll give you your money back. And that's for the spread on the Bears-Lions game. Now, that's up to a $250 bet. So get on there, throw some bills at it, and then if you're right, excellent. And if you're wrong, you get your money back. I mean, it's a free bet. You really don't have anything to lose my bookie's going out of their way to give people something to be thankful for on Thanksgiving, and we're thankful that they're offering that to our listeners. So get on there, use our promo code, give me cash, take advantage of that $250 free play, or at least opportunity to get your money back if you lose. And if you don't use our promo code, you're still eligible to make the bet. We would just prefer if you use the promo code, give me cash. So if you already have an account set up using that. We thank you for that. If you don't and you did it with something else, that's great too. All that to say, we just want people to get on there, get the free play and try to make some money. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no reason not to, like, like you said, um, go on there, take 
I'm not saying this is a pick, but I'm saying you take the Bears minus three. Um, 250 bucks on it. That's what, 250 to win, what, 235? So it'd yeah. be you know, 230 or 225. You get 225 bucks uh, if you win. If you lose, you get your 250 back. So like, a, like it's a free play. It's like somebody saying, here, bet me on this game. Uh, if you win, I'll give you the money. If not, you know, good try. Coincidentally enough, the line actually is at minus three. Um, and that's going to go into – I'm using this game and this ad – plug to transition us into something real quick. And I'm only going to say one thing about it and then we'll move away from it. We got shit pumped this weekend. Um, and partially. Mm. No, I don't want to make it sound worse than it was. Okay. I'm being dramatic. Yeah. We had one play ruin the entire weekend and that's on me. That was the mall. This is like the Texas A&M all over again. One play ruined the entire weekend. So if you stayed away from the Vikings play, you were good. Uh, you made some money. If you played four units on the Vikings like I recommended, then you lost on the weekend. Um, we did well on NFL. Uh, we, For those of our listeners who aren't Patreon supporters, we had on the Patreon page for NFL, we had Zeke, anytime touchdown, three units to win two. He obviously scored on a 23-yard scamper. And we also took the New York football giants to cover two and a half. Um, they were covering with ease. That got a little scary at the end there when Jameis Winston came in, um, but they ended up winning by three, so we, you know, we ended up covering that. Um, right now, we're, we are three and two on the NFL with uh, a current play on the Chiefs plus three and a half, so we could go four and two on the NFL. We broke even on college, um, so we did. I, I don't want to say shit pumped. I don't. Okay. All right. Let me, let me shit, phrase shit that. Pump, shit pumped. I would think would we went like you know two and ten, and we lost fifteen units. It was one play that ruined the entire weekend. That's on me. Um, I'm willing to offer. I didn't cover the or you know clear this with you, but if you can send me a picture that you played the Vikings play and it's a four unit play, now don't send me that you bet forty bucks and your unit's ten dollars because I'm not going to believe that. Um, if you send me a picture that you played a four unit play on the Vikings, I will provide you with a pick for every single NFL game this weekend. Um, obviously, you got to get that to me by Wednesday so I can get you these Thanksgiving Day games, but a free play for every NFL game this weekend, um, Patreon supporter or not, if you played four units on the Vikings. Um, that's on me. That's my bad. I fell in love with Kirk Cousins and Stefan Diggs, who had a great game, and Adam Thielen, but they got away from the run game and ran the ball 12 times, uh, like twice <laughs> after Dalvin Cook fumbled. And it just – they marched down the field. It's just they got to like the 40 or the 35 every time and then took a bad penalty and then had to kick there, had to punt. It was just up and down the field, inopportune red zone turnovers. Uh, you look at the box score, I would have thought the Vikings won that game by 10. But as we say all the time, box scores do not tell the entire story of the game. And the Bears jumped on prime, you know, prime opportunities and ended up winning the game. Good on them. They proved me wrong. Trubisky looked good. The run game still looked bad. Khalil Mack's an animal. He's a freak of nature. He disrupts every single play. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I mean, I appreciate you putting some of that on you, but a little bit of that was on me too. I had a horrible UFC weekend. These foreign country cards are my kryptonite, and uh, I I thought I had something there. And there, there's something about getting punched in the face, and there's something else about getting punched in the eyeball, like when, like, oh, you punched me in my eye. But no, 
your your brow line is designed that way to you know protect your actual eyeball but when that when your when your actual eye gets hit man that shuts shit down it will lock it up and neil magny took a uh jab directly to the eyeball about 35 seconds into that fight and it set the tone for the entire conflict and you know really screwed the pooch on that one I had a horrible UFC weekend and we missed the Vikings play. I guess, I guess the shit pump uh, comment comes just more from my ego than the actual results of the weekend. It is what it is real quick though. This, this week, are you, um, you working up until Thanksgiving? Yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, so you work, you're not a professional handicapper. Correct. Okay. I just want to make sure. Hard work and blue collar yenzer. Okay, I just want to make sure because I am, I am too. I'm, not, I am too. Um, you know, it, we've had to start saying this, and it's funny now, but we have to, we have to remind people that just because we have a platform that we use and we do research and we do bet and we do like to talk about what we're betting and we like to suggest people play the same thing, you don't have to. Um, I don't carry a gun for my job anymore, and you don't. I don't have one pointed at you, so you know what? You don't have to play it if you don't like to. So you know bet responsibly here children uh that being said also got a little bit of heat this weekend before we get into our picks because this is going to be a longer episode i got some heat man i got some heat for some for some stuff you said this weekend i on the other hand had no heat this weekend (laughs) um the, the great winter storm of 2018 up here in uh up here in you know western pennsylvania we lost power on Thursday, and uh, I have some friends and my actual in-laws who have yet to receive their power back. So you can get all the heat because I got none. Well, I'll tell you what. The fire that rained down upon me by you talking shit about Patrick Mahomes uh, was real, and it was fiery, and it was hot. Apparently, you're not allowed to call people disgusting or, in my instance, tell say that somebody's a terrible person because uh, they put ketchup on their stake. So <laughs> in the 2018 platform and landscape, you are not allowed to say that somebody's a terrible person for how they, uh, how they like their stake. All condiments matter. All right, I, so, I, all I stand by what I said and I do not revoke my statement. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. If, if I'll put it like this, maybe, Patrick Mahomes might not be a terrible person, but if you put ketchup on your steak, you're not the type of person I need in my life, and we probably can't be friends. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, your judgment's skewed. Yeah. It's as simple as that. People people that don't – the people that put ketchup on their steak are like the same people that don't like dogs and you know refuse to laugh at uh, YouTube videos of babies laughing and stuff like that. You're just – you're just a different type of person. I'm not saying that you're necessarily the worst kind of person or a terrible person. You're just not a person I need in my life. That's all. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. Real quick. Um, as you know, and I'm going to say this because we didn't get a chance to talk about it. I was going to talk about it with you later. But I'll talk about it with you now. My shoe game is pretty weak. And I, I know that you, you hate the fact that I have... <laughs> The same pair of Air Force Ones, white with the blue trim since uh, uh, 2003. Okay, so look, I'm in the market to buy some new shoes. All right, I'm in the market. 
because right now my shoe game consists of Sperry's, Air Force Ones, which are still pretty crispy, and and Tim's. Okay, now I live in Coastal Carolina. There's only but a couple days of the year where it makes sense to wear Tim's, but I'm at this weird point where I've got to wear jeans. But I don't have. I don't know what. I don't know what to do with my life as far as being a grown man on what shoes I need to wear with jeans that aren't Timberland boots. And I, cause I can't wear boat shoes and I can't wear air force ones. So what do I wear? Where, what should I do here? You're, I don't want to say you're like a fashion savvy dude, but you know more than I do. So what, what do I do here? Uh, I mean, I don't, so I haven't worn a pair of jeans in four or five years. Um, I wear chinos. Oh my gosh. What is that? Okay. So chinos are, they're khaki pants, but they're kind of like, um, not, not sweatpant material, but they're more of like a, like a, um, stretchy. It's hard to explain. They're not, they're not your typical khaki pants that are just, they just look like khaki denims. You know what I'm talking about? So are they more? Yes. They're very soft and they're, they're like a stretchy material, um, you can get chinos that cut off. They have like the elastic, um, like elastic around the ankles, Ooh, like, sweatpant, like, like sweatpants. Um, yeah. You can get those kind of chinos or you can get boot cut chinos, which I wear if I'm doing, you know, if I'm going out to a nice dinner or something like that, uh, that's not necessarily a formal setting. I'll wear my chinos in a pair. I have like dress boots. I'll wear dress boots with my chinos. But, okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm writing this down. All right. So here's the revelation that I came across with this, with this shoe thing is that, you know, we've always, I think everybody at some point in time has come up with this idea of making fun of dads for wearing dad shoes and having dad footwear. Well, I'm online and I'm looking at shoes and I, you know, I, I don't know if, I mean, I, I hopped in a time machine. I went to the mall today as well because I was had some downtime and I walked around. I was like, you know, let me see what I can do as far as step my shoe game up here a little bit because I got to find something. And um, shoes are so unbelievably expensive that the only shoes that I could muster the courage to even, I, I guess, you know, negotiate with myself the price of would be what we would deem dad shoes. So I think it's not so much dad shoes being from a certain look, but just being as a as a dad all that you're willing to spend money on. Like the like the the chef curries seem to be about the only thing I'm willing to spend my money on. The idea of spending like $150 on a pair of shoes anymore is like preposterous to me. How does anybody do this? What what do you spend how can you spend that kind of money on your shoes? Like what wh- what are you doing here? Help me. No, I, I, no, I'm with you. The only the only shoes I'm spending over a hundred dollars on is once a year when I get a new pair of basketball shoes for a new session. Um, that's about it. Um, like like you said, I had the I had the Chef Curry's, the Northern Lights editions. I bought those three years ago. Uh, last year, I bought the the new Soldiers, the Lebrons that came out. And this year, I'm not sure what I'm gonna get. Um, I missed out on the Kyrie cereals. I wish I would have bought those. Those were sick, but they sold out in about 13 seconds. And then I would have paid seven times the price for them. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, you know what I mean? Listen, I buy my shoes at Kohl's. 
Okay. See, that's what I'm, that's the insight I'm looking for. Look, man, I still have T-shirts from high school, bro. You know this. I don't. I don't play. I don't spend money on myself at all. Like, I, I it's just not something that I do. Um. So I don't know. You know, I depend on my. I depend on my wife to dress me. You know, I, I don't know where to even look for stuff. That's why I said I went to the mall to look for shoes. Who does that still? Right? That can't be a thing still. Go to Kohl's okay. and get you a nice pair of Sonomas or apartment nines. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what any of those are, but it sounds exactly. super sounds super bootleg. But okay, no, I'm but do it. like the, the Sonoma boat shoes. I, that's all I have. I don't even have Sperry's anymore. I have Sonoma boat shoes because they're thirty four ninety nine, and they Ooh. give you the same exact look. Oh, now we're talking. See that thirty four ninety nine? That's my price point. That's what okay. I'm saying. All right. All right. Well, this is, this is good. See, this is a fact-finding mission, and hopefully you're helping somebody else out there, too, that's looking down at their shoes right now and going, my shoe game's busted up. I got to go get me, what are the apartment nines? Yeah. And some Sonomas. Yeah. Okay. Sonomas. Right. All right. All right. I like it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and I'll take pictures of them and send it to you. There you go. Flex the calves in the picture. All right. Let's get in, let's get into some sports. <laughs> let's, all right. College football. Um, Actually – yeah, let's do college football first. Uh, the reigning national champions, UCF. What do you like? All right, so I like the Knights at minus 13 and a half. I think they're going to drop a 50-burger in this game. They're playing South Florida, who has absolutely vanished into the Bermuda Triangle over the past 30 days. Um, this is So this is where we're going to properly use the term shit pumping. They got shit pumped by Tulane. 41 to 15. They got shit pumped by Houston by lost by 20 points. They lost to Cincy two weeks ago. And then they got beat by temple last week. These are all teams that UCF beat, uh, in a handed fashion there. I mean, these were no contests. Um, UCF's, you know, undefeated season still on the line. They're going for back to back undefeated seasons. Um, I know we, we we bashed on Nebraska early, but this this is the point where I want to give Scott Frost credit. Three years ago, UCF was one and twelve, and now they're going for back to back undefeated seasons. I know he's not there anymore, but this is the program that he built. Um, it's it's amazing to me that you can go from a one win team to three years later you can be going for your second undefeated season in a row. Um, I like the Knights minus thirteen and a half here. I think Mackenzie Milton has his way with the South Florida defense. Um, if it, I'd say 14 is probably the max I would take it at. Uh, 14 and a half, I'd buy it down to 14. But I wouldn't, if, if the line moves, before you guys listen to this, if the line moves up to 15 or 15 and a half, I would probably avoid this game. But if you can get it at 14 or 13 and a half, I would take the Knights to cover that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, every play that I've sort of debated on when it comes to UCF is, you know, as far as do I think they'll cover or, you know, over under or anything like that. Whenever I'm deciding on something that's not in their favor, they tend to prove me wrong. So I I like this play. Um, I know that they get a lot of airtime on our show, but as far as betting goes, I mean, there, there are, they're sort of a sports gambling wet dream because they put up a ton of points and you know, it's just a matter of is whoever they're, they're playing against going to put up, you know, a decent enough amount to cover whatever slack they may have that night, because you can almost count on them throwing up mid thirties to low fifties, almost every game. So you just look at the, the over under and say, 
well, can, you know, whoever score another 20 points? Yeah, probably. All right, cool. Let's go. So I'm with you. I mean, there's really a hard play. It's going to be, or rather, it's going to be hard to find a play that I'm not on board with for involving UCF. So what else uh, do you like college football wise this weekend? Uh, another game in college that I like is Penn State minus 13 and a half. Um, I think that Maryland's performance last week, which we bet against them last week, I get that, yes. Uh, I think Maryland's performance last week affected this line quite a bit. Um, I think it's creating good value on Penn State here. Uh, Penn State's still battling, trying to get, you know, with a little bit of help, they might be able to somehow squeeze in to like a New Year's Day Bowl. I don't think it'll happen, but winning won't hurt their chances of it. Um, a little bit of a letdown season for them, but they still have something to prove. Trace McSorley is an absolute dog. Uh, I don't care if they were one in 10, Trace McSorley is going to go out and play his little heart out. Um, as long as Penn State, <laughs> as long as Penn State can control Maryland's running game, I don't think the 13 and a half will be a problem for them. How do how do you know what's wrong with what's wrong with Chase's heart, man? I feel like he's probably got a big heart. No, well, I'm little heart. By little heart, I mean he's just he's not he's an undersized quarterback. Uh, that's Trace, true. that's true. Trace, so Trace by default, his heart is smaller. Okay, I get it. Trace McSorley is a poor man's Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm with you. I think McSorley does have a big heart because I know Baker's got a big heart and. They're both, they both have that. I play with a chip on my shoulder kind of mentality. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. McSorley's got a big heart and okay. I like him to cover 13 and a half against Maryland. I'm, I'm with you here. Okay. So here, here's my thing with this now, because we always talk about, we like to put the analytics side into this as well. You know, we're Oh, and two, when it comes to betting against Maryland, I'm just saying. So right. are we sure? Are we sure about this? Okay, okay. I just want to make sure we're right on the same page there. But you had mentioned Baker, which once leads me into our next play that we like for uh, for college, and that's Oklahoma. What, what are you thinking for this game? I like the human cheat code in Kyler Murray. Um, WVU's playoff hopes were shattered this past week, um, and they can thank Dana Holgerson, their head coach, for that. That was – Andy Reid slash Mike Tomlin-esque clock management there at the end of that game. It was horrible. The, the fact that Will Greer, you know, s- scrambled for four yards and you just let the clock tick with two timeouts. I was super confused about that made absolutely no sense to me. Um, I was, I thought maybe ESPN had the timeouts wrong on the TV screen. Maybe that West Virginia didn't have any timeouts and they were showing they had two. I had no idea what was going on there, but um Oklahoma's just putting up silly points. Kyler Murray, I don't know if you saw his run this past week. I mean, he hit the hole, and it was 70 yards of defenders. It it was like a Lamborghini racing minivans. There was just nobody can catch him, man. And West Virginia's defense just keeps letting up more and more points. I I mean, it's going to be a shootout. It's Kyler Murray versus Will Greer. Um it's Hollywood Brown for Oklahoma. It's David Sills for West Virginia. I just – I think Oklahoma has more on the line. They have a chance at making the playoffs if something were to fall their way. If they can beat West Virginia, win the Big 12, and say Ohio State beats Michigan this week, um, 
then that's going to bump West Virginia up because Georgia's going to have to play Bama, more than likely going to lose to Bama. So that takes Oklahoma from the sixth spot, jumps them over Georgia at the five spot, and jumps them over Michigan if Michigan loses this week to put them in the four spot. So Oklahoma has a legit chance to make the playoffs. So I don't think that I don't I don't see them slipping here against West Virginia. The line actually opened at Oklahoma minus two. Um, the early betters have come in and moved it to a pick'em. So I'm going to get on it before what I think the sharps come in and move it back up to probably a minus two, minus two and a half. So I'm taking Oklahoma and a pick'em. Okay, let me ask you this. It's been a while since we've done a glossary term. Whenever you say, because we we mentioned this this term uh, frequently, and I think this is to go back and look. I think it's probably the fourth or fifth week in a row we've said we've said this term before. For those that are uninitiated, what is a sharp? So sharps are they are. Um, I'm trying. Let me think of the term. They're considered respected betters. These are guys that have a given track record. Given track record. Um, Guys that books know and take their bets into consideration when making lines. So if a sharp, you know, if you have three sharps coming to Westgate and lay big money on Oklahoma at a pick'em, that is going to shift the line more than three average Joes coming in and putting, you know, their life savings on Oklahoma. These are guys that are proven successful betters. These are guys that break down analytics for a job, and this is how they make a living, is betting off of sports. So sharps are just – they are the top-notch bettors, and they, they're they the guys that you'll see the lines move four or five points over the final 24 hours of a game. That's because you've got multiple uh, sharps coming in and betting the same thing, so then books adjust accordingly. Okay. Well, so you're not a sharp then is what you're saying. No, uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a donkey. Uh, <laughs> I just make sure that, uh, you're describing that and I'm going, that's not me. I just want to make sure that that's not you. Cause de- that's definitely not me. Um, all right, man. So as far as college plays go, uh, am I missing anything here? I'm going over our notes. I'm trying to make sure I don't pass something up. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've got one more. Um, This one's going to fly under the radar a lot. I would say more than likely, I'd say less than 5% of you guys listening have watched either one of these teams. But um, I got Coastal Carolina, minus one and a half against Southern Alabama. Um, Coastal Coastal Carolina, they're five and six. They're playing for bowl bowl eligibility. Southern Alabama's uh, sitting at two and nine. They're looking to play spoiler. I'm just going to I'm going to take the better team with something on the line here versus a team that has nothing to do but ruin somebody else's day. I like Coastal Carolina to cover the one and a half in this game. All right, let me ask you this. I and I just I have to here. How how on earth did we come across this game? Uh so I do my I mean it's research. Um I read you know I as you know I read a lot about spreads and opening lines. Um, I've seen a couple reports about sharps that, uh, you know, I pay attention to who are following this coastal Carolina game and the, the best time in my opinion 
to bet college football games are the opening lines, which come out Sunday afternoon. Um, and so Sunday afternoon I get on and I start reading through articles. I start, you know, I read reports and this is a game that was covered by multiple guys. Um, I want to say, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Um, Uh-oh. yeah, I know. Uh, well then don't, if you have to think this hard about it, then don't say it. So yeah. No big deal. All right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've seen I've seen both of these teams play. I watched right. Coastal Carolina when they played App State. Um, they oh, hung in there. Right. You're right. Hung, You're right. They hung okay. in there a little bit. App State ended up winning the game by I think like 16 points. But Coastal's, you know, they they played Troy. Uh, they beat UMass. So they they've had some tough games. But um, yeah, I, it's just it's a game that this is more. This isn't my analytics this is going off like i said respected betters um there's a couple guys that i like to follow and i i I like their reasoning behind it so i'm gonna ride with it i'm gonna say coastal carolina minus one and a half listen there's a million people million plus people all looking at the same lines that we look at and everybody's thinking the same thing you know there's a million different apps out there that you can get plus you're you know when you do your due diligence before you get on you know uh, a podcast or a radio show or anything like that's available for anybody and their brother to hear you obviously want to have your your ducks in a row and in doing that you inevitably pick up pieces of information that form and help facilitate your opinion so you know saying that you found somebody else that had a good point uh and that's why you like the game that's essentially what we're doing here we're providing information and if you like it play it somebody provide information you like it we're playing it i'm on board with it i personally don't even know where the hell Coastal Carolina University is at, but they're playing against South Alabama. I, and you say it's good and you listen to, you know, you know what's up. I'm cool with it. All right. Pro football. It's something that uh, we definitely all know a little bit more about. Let's uh, let's start close to home here. I, I got on the notes here that you like the Steelers this weekend. Yeah, I do. I like the Steelers against Denver minus three. Um, Big Ben, they just keep finding a way to get it done even when he has one of the worst halves of his entire career, they find a way they battle back. The defense stepped up that had a lot to do with the Jaguars um, having zero confidence in Blake Bortles to throw the ball. There was a play on that. It was the final drive. It was actually the the final play by the Jaguars. Um, It was a third down. It was like a third and 11. They handed it off to Leonard Fournette. And before Fournette was even tackled, before, you know, he knew that they didn't get the first down, Blake Bortles was jogging off the field. They have no confidence in him, so the Steelers could, no. zero, Steelers could zero in on the run. Um, and that's, that's what I think they're going to have to do against Denver. Uh, Philip Lindsay got it done against the Chargers, man. The Tasmanian Devil, he is real. Uh, undrafted rookie. I have Philip Lindsay on my fantasy team. He's a beast. Um, so I think if the Steelers can, you know, keep him in check, I don't see Case Keenum beating them. This Steelers offense, even with James Conner dropping passes, which every time he dropped a pass this past week, I do live in Pittsburgh. So I was watching it with other Pittsburgh fans. Every time he dropped a pass in the you know, final five minutes, I think he had three drops. 
I made the, I made everybody in the room aware that Le'Veon Bell would have caught that pass. Uh, <laughs> but okay. yeah, I do like the Steelers. I like Juju. Juju makes big plays in big time situations like he did this week. Obviously, AB had his 84 yard touchdown. Um, they just too many weapons. And I don't think Denver has enough. I know it's in Denver. It's going to be a tough game. They're going on the road. It's a high elevation, but uh, I'll take, I'll take big Ben at high elevation over case Keenum on his best day. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And that, that, Oh man, that I'm with you. That, that first half of that Steelers Jags game was just absolutely, that was just poor football all around. It's tough to watch. Um, you know, you had mentioned it before and I haven't seen it anywhere, but I feel like it's a point that bears repeating with the self immolation that's happening with the Raiders why not send Derek Carr to Jacksonville? I mean, what do you have to lose? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, I don't think so. I mean, Tom Coughlin's he's in charge in Jacksonville now. And I know Tom Coughlin likes building through the draft, which they have done. I mean, look at the team that they've drafted. You know, they pulled in uh, Jalen Ramsey. They had Dante Fowler, who they ended up getting rid of. Um, obviously, Leonard Fournette. Uh, uh, DJ Chark, their rookie wide receiver, you know, they're building through the draft. I like what they're doing. Um, I don't know if Coughlin's willing to give up draft picks for Derek Carr. I think he wants to build this team the right way, which you can't blame him. He's got, he wants to put, you know, the, the Tom Coughlin thumbprint on this team. So I can understand why they're not, but I wouldn't fault him if they did make a move for Derek Carr. Because Derek Carr is a proven good quarterback. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's had, you know, impressive years. He had a really nasty injury, and now he's part of the laughing stock. Um, but on a win streak. <laughs> on a win streak. Shut up. So. Oh, man, that was that was brutal. That, that I can't believe I, I missed that. I I viol- all right, full discretion. I violated no parlay November and played a parlay and it fell apart on that Chargers game last night. Um all right. I I bring up the Derek Carter the Jags thing because that's another play that we like this weekend. Jags versus Bills coming in under 37 and a half. That seems really low. What's the uh what's what's the play here? Under 37 and a half. We talked about that earlier, and I have since decided against that, actually. Oh, okay. Because a report came out that Josh Allen is full practice this week. Oh, and I th- no. I think if Josh Allen plays, that obviously gives the Bills a better chance to score some points. Um, I know what Jalen Ramsey did to Big Ben, and I know A.J. Boye is back. But under 37.5, that is really low. Um, I initially was like, you know what? I just watched the Jags shut the Steelers down for three and a half quarters and then Buffalo's offense sucks and Buffalo's defense is good and the Jaguars offense sucks. But that's where I was at with the Oakland and Arizona game. And we bet the under and the over hit. Um, I have, I've actually decided against that. So if we're cool with that, I would like to skip that play. Okay, and, that's fine. And, I'm, just, I'm just going off our old notes here then. That's my bad. And move to the Jaguars, uh, two teams in the Jaguars division that are playing each other, and that's the Texans playing the Titans. So right now I'm seeing the Texans at minus six. Mariota is a huge question mark here. So I think it's worth the play 
I think it's worth getting in on the Texans minus six because you're either going to have a banged up Mariota with a bad throwing elbow and wrist, or you're going to have Blaine Gabbert. So either way, I like the Texans to cover six points against either one of those quarterbacks this week. Um, I think if Mariota is officially announced out and Gabbert's a go, I think this line might jump up closer to like nine, nine and a half-ish. So this is one that I would get in on early. Um, I and just take your chances. Like I said, it's either a banged up Mariota who can, you know, is going to struggle to throw the ball and they don't have a run game, or a healthy Blaine Gabbert who's going to struggle to throw the ball and they don't really have a run game. So I like the Texans minus six in that game. Yeah, so I'd like to get on get on that one early. Uh, Texans minus six. Um, the last NFL game that I like for this weekend, as far as the podcast goes. The over uh, 48 Vikings and Packers, Uh, both these defenses have given up big plays all year. They've proven themselves to be questionable. Um, Aaron Rodgers will be nothing short of spectacular, just like every other week. So uh, I like over 48 in this game. Somebody's going to score in the 30s, um, and I expect both teams to score at least 20. So I'll take the over 48 in Packers-Vikings. I think I think it's at the point where they have to. Um, you know, this is a this is a make or break game. I think for for both teams. You know, despite the fact that Minnesota has a better record, I think the Packers. This is an absolute must win game for them. What do you think? Oh, I know one person that's a must win for, and that's Mike McCarthy. Um, his seat is blazing hot. I mean, it's burning the hair off his ass right now. Uh He's in a lot of trouble. That's for sure. Not letting Rodgers uh, go forward on that fourth and two. I'm sorry, man. I get that he missed that third down pass against the Seahawks, but you have the best. As a Tom Brady fan, I'm going to say it. In my opinion, I, Aaron Rodgers, you know, overall team stats and his injury puts him below Tom Brady in the greatest of all time conversation. But when healthy and on the field, you have the best quarterback of all time in his prime, and you don't let him go for it on fourth and two, uh, he's an idiot. That was just a dumb, 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 bad uh, coaching decision by Mike McCarthy. I know the numbers say he had timeouts. They still had the two-minute warning, but you hadn't stopped Chris Carson all night, and you didn't stop him on the final drive. So Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat. He needs this win more than anybody. I think it's the other thing too, is that you just, you have to trust your hundred million dollar man too. You know, I mean, the guy's the face of your franchise. He's proven himself time and time again. I understand as a coach, you know, I'm using air quotes here. You run the show to an extent, but you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers on your team that can create on the feet as, as well as he can throw the ball. And it's fourth and two. And you're in a situation like that. You have, if the, if the man looks over at you and says, I got this, you let him go. I mean, you, right. you you allow him to make that call. He's, I mean, not that I hate to use the term that people are do things, but he's earned that right to say, "I got this." And 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 regardless of the, you know, it wasn't the first quarter and like that. Regardless of time, situation, score, whatever. If it's if it's like that and you're losing the game and it's damn fourth and fifteen and Aaron Rodgers looks at you and goes, "I got this." I feel like the guys earn the right to say, you know what? All right, man, if you want to try it, let's try it. 
Well, I mean, what what are you going to lose at that point? Because like you said, they hadn't stopped him all night. They hadn't stopped Carson all night. So what do you what do you have to lose? I mean, he's earned the right, but all, all that to say, I'm with you. Uh, this is a must-win game for Green Bay, uh, and I, I'm with you. Somebody's scoring in the 30s. So Yeah, uh, and, and the, the pat on top of what you said about trusting your million-dollar man, um, there's two other coaches that did that this weekend, and it worked out for one, and it didn't work out for the other. Riverboat Ron, uh, he gambled and let Cam Newton go for the two-point conversion to win that game. That had a lot to do with Graham Gano missing an extra point and a field goal in that game already. And as we know, kickers are head cases. But he let Cam go for two to win that game. Um, that didn't pan out. And Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, ran the option with Big Ben. Big, big, slow Ben. They ran the option. He let Ben run the QB sneak that he wanted to run last year, the big controversy with Todd Haley, and it worked out for them. Like you said, when you have a halt, you know, a first ballot Hall of Famer in his prime, I mean, we've been – Aaron Rodgers has been a first ballot Hall of Famer for four years now, and the guy is still just absolutely phenomenal. On a fourth and two like that, you let him make the play. It's as simple as that. Yeah. But yeah that, that's all I got for NFL this weekend. All right, well, you're talking about Hall of Famers, so let's talk about guys that have actually just completely reshaped the landscape of the sport themselves. We've got this showdown of all showdowns. Now, granted, it's kind of like the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. It's about 10 years too late, but uh, we got Mickelson and Tiger going head-to-head this week. I mean, it it should be a bigger deal than they're making it out to be. You're like, I feel like it, it had a bunch of traction at first when it was announced, but it's sort of fallen off. Are, are you in agreement with that, or am I just missing the the storylines here? Or what what's going on with this? No, I, I'm I'm with you that it's fallen off. It has a lot to do with the time they scheduled it. This was miserable timing. You scheduled it on the final week of college football. You scheduled it in you know week twelve Thanksgiving Day games of NFL, and you scheduled it. In the very start, you know the Maui Invitational, all the all the the Invitational uh, college basketball games. This was a really bad idea to play to do this over Thanksgiving weekend. They could have found a much better time, like you know the downtime after uh, after uh, championship season, as far as like the the conference championships go in college. You could have done it after that. Um, I, I don't get this, but yes, that I think that has caused a lot of it. And I also think the fact that Phil Mickelson played like dog shit the entire 2018 season has killed it as well. Um, Tiger, five top 10 finishes in his final eight events, including a win at the tour championship to end the year. Um, Phil had one top 10 since May, and that includes three missed cuts in that time frame. The These guys are going in opposite directions. Tiger's climbing back up into being a relevant golfer. And Phil is just riding his name right now and, and not performing. Um, it's, you know, it's been some downtime since the last event. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so we'll see how these guys react, but I like Tiger at the minus two thirty in this I I, the only thing that is, um, it's not stroke play. It's, um, so if it was stroke play, I'd say Tiger absolutely murders him. But Tiger can go out and shoot an eagle and Phil, you know, shoot a, a triple bogey. And Tiger's only getting one hole for it. It's match right. play. So 
Um, I still like Tiger in the match play. I still think he'll probably, I don't know, Tiger probably wins 12. Uh, yeah, I'll say Tiger. Uh, I don't want to say 12. That's a lot. I'll say Tiger wins 11 holes. Okay. You just bring it down by one, but okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're going to have some holes. So uh, 11 is probably still high. Tiger minus 230. That's my pick. I don't know how many holes he's going to win. I just think Tiger wins the match play. Yeah, he should. I mean, he's just playing better golf. So right. that's what it's going to boil down to more than anything else. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And then there's also UFC this weekend. Okay. So lessons learned here. Um, and, it, you know, this is a lesson that you can, I, I learn repeatedly every time there is one of these cards. But here we are with another one. Uh, we've got a foreign country card. And, you know, it's one thing to have something that's in England uh, or, or anything like that. It's something else entirely to have these other, you know, I don't know, fringe country. Not that China's a fringe country, but you know what I'm saying. These cards out there where they just send people over and it's filled with more local fighters than it is anything else. We do have a rematch, though, that's worth um, worth talking about. And that's the main event. You got Curtis Blades and uh, Francis Ngannou. I know you have some strong opinions about this fight. You know I do. I want to give you a chance get you know get yours out before I I go ahead and unleash the crack in here when it comes to this fight. I I think it's as simple as I mean uh, Curtis Blades said it the other day. He said Francis Ngannou is in a dark dark place, and I think Ngannou's in his own head. Um, we talked about it after his fight with Stipe. He's looked like dog shit. Uh, he hasn't performed, um, and I think. I think Curtis Blades comes out with a wrestle-heavy attack, and I think he wins this fight. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think Curtis Blades is going to come out, and don't get me wrong, I think maybe he will give the illusion of standing for about a minute, minute and a half, just to let Ngannou think, oh, maybe this guy thinks he actually is going to stand with me. Because I mean, it's, I will say this about Francis Ngannou, despite the fact that he has knockout power, I don't think he's very fight IQ smart. I don't think that he is a, uh, what you would call like a cerebral fighter. I don't think he's very smart as far as fight intelligence goes. Now, I could be very, very wrong. You know, I'm a guy with a podcast, but um, I've watched it, you know, thousands of fights and hundreds and thousands of hours of fighting and I just don't see things that happen uh, that are executed by Francis Ngannou that screams to me high fight IQ. Uh, I think he's in his head. I think Stipe exposed him, and he he realized the same thing that Yair Rodriguez realized after the uh, Frankie Edgar fight is that there's levels to this shit, and he ain't on that level yet. Um, And then after a super lackluster performance against Derek Lewis, and what you know, I'm still going to say is one of the most boring fights of all time. Uh, I don't. I just don't think that a guy that's as hungry and willing and ready to engage and make a name for himself like Curtis Blades is. I think this is a nightmare matchup for Francis Ngannou. And unless he isn't bullshit and he comes out and he is absolutely reinvigorated and he is the predator of old, I just don't see how any sort of sports psychologist or anything like that, a, a camp change. I don't see how any of that's going to help him uh, in such a, a quick amount of time. It's going to have to be a, uh, you know, it, it's a gradual approach, but this, you know, he's MMA 
young. Uh, you know, he hasn't been fighting for very long. He's just, he's got a lot to learn. And I think Curtis Blades is going to, he's about to take him to the school hard knocks to use a dated reference. I really think Blades is going to rough him up. Um, but as far as mutual uh, opponents go, the, the, you know, for these guys, Alistair Overeem's coming in the co-main event. And he's coming in against a guy that you and I are having a hard time finding anything on. And like I said, I've watched a trillion fights and I, you know, I know the, I know what organization he fought in, but I couldn't tell you anything about this guy. You got former K1 champion Alistair Overeem taking on Sergey Pavlovich. Um, and Overeem is actually coming in here, Soup, as the underdog. So I feel like the play, and correct me if I'm wrong here, has to be taking Overeem just off value alone. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, like you said, neither one of us know who this guy is. Um, so I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go with Reem as the underdog, um, just based off of knowing him and knowing his pedigree and knowing what he's capable of. Uh, I'm going with Reem. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I said, I, I don't even have a real big detailed breakdown about it. Cause I don't know who this guy is. Um, I will say this though, you know, there are a couple underdogs on the fight that are on the, on the card itself that I like, um, Former World Series of uh, fighting strawweight champ Jessica Aguilar is fighting, uh, and she's fighting Whaley Zhang. And Jessica Aguilar is coming in at a plus 350. Now, Aguilar has had a tough time since she's coming to the UFC. She has had a really hard time returning to form that had her world champion and what people largely considered for a while there one of the greatest female fighters ever. She has not looked like that since she's come over to the UFC. However, uh, pedigree of opponent and Jim, you know, w- would indicate that she probably has a pretty decent chance here, much more decent of a chance than the plus 350 they're, they're showing uh, her at. So I like some value there with her. And another fighter that I see that has a lot of value attached to them is Rashad Coulter. Rashad Coulter is a heavyweight. Um, you know, he's on a three fight losing streak. However, He's fighting a guy that, as far as, um, you know, again, pedigree of opponent in Hugh Yaozong, I think Colter's faced the stiffer, the stiffer competition. He's been a game opponent for everybody that he's fought. And I think that, uh, you know, a play on him, there's, there's, some, there's some return on investment available there. Um, I might do a couple more cards or a couple more fights on this card on the Patreon. I'm not entirely sure yet. It's a lot of local fighters and I don't know who these people are. I'm not even confident in putting my money on a lot of these people. Um, so I, I may just avoid these or just give, you know, like we did last week, I just gave thoughts on each fighter and each, in each, uh, in each fight and then sort of left it with the preface of, you know, bet at your own discretion. So, that's about all I got sports betting wise soup. We did have an interview. So this, like I said, or like we had mentioned before, because we're not going to put out an episode on Friday. We're going to go ahead and, you know, this is the hard cut, whatever for uh, this episode. We are, you know, we have an interview. Um, I interviewed Jack Studebaker with saving grace, CBD oil, who's a sponsor of the show now. And uh, if you go to, savinggraceoil.com and use the promo code CASH20. They're actually going to give you 20% off of your entire order now. 
in, uh, I guess you would say, in the spirit of Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday and Black Friday and everything else. They're giving 20% off your total order. I actually interviewed Jack, had the opportunity to talk with him for a while today and sort of talk about CBD and hemp products and you know the marijuana trade and everything else that goes on with that just to sort of get some information out there maybe answer some questions that you guys had that i know i had personally and maybe you guys had to get some clarity on that so uh, that will be the second half of this episode going forward after we sign off here we want to encourage you guys to go there check that out and get the promo codes that he's talking about in that episode uh so that way you can you know save some money if you decide and we hope that you do get some stuff through saving grace oil all right soup i'm ready for a beer in bed man uh you got anything else you want to add today nah that's it guys um you know enjoy your (laughs) enjoy your thanksgiving um you know just what it's all about be thankful for your family and friends have a good time um i'm going to switch it up with the sign off we're going to do something a little holiday related what? As, wait, 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 wait. Hey, as always, guys, turkey thighs, sweet potato pies, and thank yous. You're so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Guys, as alluded to before, uh, you know, we want to do a special guest and leading into the holiday season and just something that, you know, this gentleman and I have been in contact with each other for quite a while now, getting to know one another, and it's through that relationship that we were able to bring you this deal that we talked about last episode. Got on the line now and want to introduce you guys to formally Jack Studebaker with Saving Grace Oil. Jack, how we doing, man? I'm doing great, doing great. Thank you so much for uh, for inviting me on. I'm, I'm excited to to you know share our story with your listeners and and see who we can help. All right, well let's let's do that. Let's do the uh, like the superhero origin story. Why? Why hemp products? Why CBD oil? Why now? Give me the origin story. How did this come about? Sure. Yeah. You know, I've always been a huge believer in the power of this amazing plant, uh, you know, over the past 30 plus years. And uh, what kind of did it for me is is my dad had back surgery a few years back and um, I was looking for a CBD product for him. And you know, like everybody else, I get on the internet and I search and, and try to find something. And, and what frustrated me is my knowledge of cannabis and what was available online just didn't line up. So a lot of what I found was, you know, imported hemp paste, you know, from overseas, uh, ridiculous pricing um, for very little actual CBD content. Uh, I had lunch with uh, with a buddy of mine who's, who's my business partner as well, Drew Madison, and uh, told him of my frustration by trying to find a product for my dad. And, uh, you know, he's like, well, I tell you what, man, let's, uh, let's, let's, do, let's do it ourselves. You know, uh, Drew's background is, you know, he's been in the, in the marijuana space for, uh, you know, 20 plus years. He's got a, uh, marijuana extraction, uh, lab here in Colorado called Denver Dabco. And, um, you know, our, a buddy of his, Chris is a third generation farmer. You know, we had another buddy that uh, was a, a, a master extractor in biofuel. And, you know, we just had all these, these people that could, you know, uh, lend their expertise. And, and we, we built what is, you know, called today Saving Grace Oil. And, uh, you know, our, our goal all along was to provide, to provide um, you know, high-quality CBD products at fair pricing. And, uh, you know, we really want to 
work with families with, you know, with kids with, you know, epilepsy and, and, uh, uh, you know, autism and, and, you know, uh, veterans and, you know, um, you know, the, uh, senior, you know, groups as well. So, um, you know, we kind of focus on, uh, the higher strengths of, of CBD. So, you know, our, our strength run, this is in, in the bottle size, but we run from 330 milligrams all the way up to 5,280, which of course is the elevation of, of Denver, 5280. So that's why we formulated it around that. Okay. So that's, that's really what sparked it all. I got you. So, I mean, I guess my question then becomes, you know, to the uninitiated, you know, I mean, like I said on, on previous episodes, and I think that the space is growing um, and, and people are more educated now than they've ever been before. But for those that may be just slightly behind the, you know, the, the curve here, what is, you know, when you say CBD, what is that? What are, what are people getting at or, or what are they receiving with that? How does the body respond? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great question. CBD is, is, a, is a cannabinoid found in cannabis. Uh, it's actually cannabidiol is the uh, is the, that particular cannabinoid. And there's uh, 110 different cannabinoids present in, in cannabis. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, cannabis is the genus, and then you've got, you know, marijuana on one side and hemp on the other. Now, the only difference between those two is literally the THC content. So if the THC content is below 0.3%, it's considered hemp. Anything over that is considered marijuana. So in every mammal, we have what's called an endocannabinoid system. And this is a physiological system that's in our brains, in our guts, in our immune system. And there's these uh, uh, cannabinoid receptors, CB1, CB2 receptors that uh, respond to cannabinoids. Now, we get cannabinoids from things like, you know, dark chocolate, black pepper, you know, kale, those phytocannabinoids, and our bodies also make its own form of cannabinoids called anandamide. And, uh, I mean, there's cannabinoids in breast milk. I mean, we were designed for cannabinoids. Now, when we have a cannabinoid deficiency, uh, we have disease and ailments that, that come up. So when we give the body what it needs, and, and, and hemp is an excellent source, or cannabis is an excellent source for cannabinoids, uh, when the body gets what it needs, it has a way of kind of self-regulating. Uh, the, they talk about, um, you know, giving that balance uh, to the body. So all these, you know, certain, you know, disease and ailments and conditions, um, you know, have a way of kind of you know, fixing themselves, but, you know, just giving the body what it needs to, to perform the best. So... I don't like using the term, you know, CBD oil. Uh, I like using the term, you know, CBD-rich hemp extract, you know, because there's more cannabinoids in it than just CBD. So, um, you know, for someone just starting off, I always tell them to to research the endocannabinoid system. And that's that's how you can understand why it works on so many different things. You know, we we have people with, you know, um, anxiety, you know, stress. Uh, you know, uh, inflammation, you know, seizures, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, PTSD, I mean, the list goes on and on and on on how effective this medicine is in treating those types of uh, conditions. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, on our last little episode that we did where we first introduced the listeners uh, to your company and what you were about, uh, you know, the, the spectrum um, that a product like this can cover is very extensive. What's a good measurement that somebody could have to say, well, maybe this is for me, 
or maybe this isn't for me. What What's that sort of target area where somebody seems like, you know what, I've maybe I'm tired of chewing up three aspirin a day or whatever the case may be. Who is that target person that you think this really reaches out to and, and can affect in a positive manner the most? Uh, you know, there, there's so many different conditions that people deal with on a daily basis. And it, it amazes me hearing how many people are taking, you know, pharmaceutical products for things like, you know, anxiety or depression or sleep. You know, all those things, you know, uh, kind of blend together. Uh, if you're not getting the sleep your body needs, it creates anxiety and it creates stress. So, uh, you know, by using, you know, a, a, a full spectrum whole plant product like Saving Grace, your sleep pattern is going to get better. It's going to get more regulated. Therefore, you have less, you know, anxiety and things along those lines. Um, a lot of people come to me and say, listen, man, I'm, I'm tired of taking these pills all the time. You know, I, I just want to get something that's natural. And, uh, and that's when they kind of gravitate towards, you know, obviously it's, it's in, it's in the media. It's all over the place. It's on social media. Um, you know, people are very curious now. Uh, whereas, you know, a year ago, I mean, we would have to explain what, what CBD is because no one's ever heard of it, you know, for the most part. Now people are starting to hear in the media and now they're starting to ask questions. So when they see us at, at different events, they go, Oh yeah, CBD, man. I've been, I've been wanting to try that. You know, the thing about it, Dale, is, is everybody responds differently to cannabinoid-based medicines like ours. So, you know, when someone calls and says, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm dealing with, uh, you know, hey, I, I've, been, I, I've been a bodybuilder for, for years, and now I've got all this inflammation and, you know, torn rotator cuffs and this and that, and, uh, you know, do you think it will be effective? And, and honestly, the, the answer is, you know, I don't know. It's something that you have to try and see how your body responds to it. So, you know, this works on so many different different conditions and, and ailments and diseases that it, it's truly something you have to try and see if it's effective for you and for your body and for what you're looking for. But, you know, for me personally, I would much rather have a, a plant-based medicine that I'm taking than something that's that's made in a lab. And I think a lot of people are like that. And the great thing about Saving Grace is we do offer a money-back guarantee. If, if you didn't get the response you were you were really looking for, um, you know, we'll refund your money. And we've, over the past three years, I, I think we've had to refund maybe, you know, you know, maybe five or six people. That's it, you know. And uh, and what I love about it is someone who calls up and says, hey, I've got, I've got arthritis. You know, they take it for arthritis. They call up, they go, hey, man, you know, it kicked my arthritis ass, but in the process, you know, uh, I, I've been suffering from, you know, PTSD since college. This, this is the woman that we were dealing with, and uh, she's like, I've been suffering from PTSD since college, and it completely reversed my PTSD, you know. Uh, and, and like you mentioned before, this works on, on, on pets as well. It's amazing on dogs and what it does for dogs. And so, I mean, it just it, it does it does so many different things. Uh, and, and it does it naturally, you know, in, in our product, it's, it's full spectrum, uh, you know, hemp extract. And we'll talk about what that means here in a second. And we use, uh, MCT coconut oil as the carrier oil. And that's it. Okay. There, there's no other flavorings or, 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 uh, uh, you know, um, uh, sweeteners or anything like that. So our product tastes like it's supposed to taste like hemp, but yes, it does. Very mild tasting. Yeah. But it, it's mild. Yeah. 
All right. So I'm glad you brought it. You mentioned it, and I want to I want to segue into that for sure, because this was one of the things that when you and I first started talking, um, you know, I brought to your attention, and, and you were kind enough to explain to me then. And I'm going to try to dig it out of you uh, now. Is that you know I've tried CBD and hemp products before. Um, but everything sort of fell short of what my expectations were. And there was something, you know, a term that you use with me that has stuck with me. And I've, in, in my recent dealings with people since receiving your product and talking about it, have used, and it's something you said to me, the entourage effect. So could you dive a little bit into that as to what that is and why that makes a difference compared to some of these other products? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think what you're referring to is a, is a lot of these – there's a lot of companies out there that use uh, what's called CBD isolate, and that's where they're using – they isolate the, the CBD molecule, that particular compound, and that one cannabinoid, and, the, and they'll brag about it too. It's 99.6% pure CBD, uh, and it'll, but what, what the, the body doesn't know how to metabolize that when it's in those large doses. There's also a big bell curve meaning um, your body can only, uh, can only process so much of that before the rest of it's just wasted. So that entourage effect is, is essentially saying all those different cannabinoids that are found in cannabis, you know, THC, CBD, CBG, CBN, CBC, I mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch of different cannabinoids, uh, and also the terpene profile as well comes into play. So it's, it's the um, synergistic properties of all those cannabinoids and all those terpenes working synergistically together that gives us that entourage effect. So, you know, not one of those cannabinoids by itself is going to be as beneficial as all those cannabinoids working, like I said, synergistically together to give you the best performance. So as we mentioned before about our endocannabinoid system and those receptors in our bodies, our bodies know how to metabolize a full plant I'm sorry, a, a full spectrum whole plant product. What our bodies struggle with is, is when you're using a, an isolate based CBD product that is just pure CBD. Uh, the body doesn't know how to, how to metabolize that as well. So that's where you start getting drug interactions and some side effects as well. So it's, it's really important. Whether you buy it from us, you buy it from somebody else, uh, make sure you're looking for a product that's, that's whole plant full spectrum. And on that note, um, Obviously, you know, THC is kind of, you know, the, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, you know, what people consider the bad cannabinoid because, you know, it has some psychoactive properties to it. But what they don't know is that THC is such an important cannabinoid because it acts as a, um, uh, as a catalyst for CBD. So when that THC and even in trace amounts, and we're not talking enough THC to get you high. But it's enough THC to help activate those other cannabinoids uh, so the body knows exactly what to do with it. So uh, unless you can't absolutely, because of your job or whatever the situation is, you can't have any THC in your system, um, I always urge everyone to make sure you look for a full-spectrum product. Now, those products that, that are THC-free, and I see this all the time, they'll say full-spectrum with zero THC. Well, you can't be both. So in that situation, it's called, it's what's called a broad spectrum product. So it still has, you know, some of those other cannabinoids, but the process to remove THC also removes a lot of the other minor cannabinoids. So it's not as beneficial. And I think you can contest to that because the other products you were using were 
isolate-based products that were zero THC. And I think you've noticed a difference between the two. No, absolutely. Um, it, it has been, you know, like like I told you before and even said on air, it's almost been like a placebo-style effect where I thought that the, it, it made it seem like the other stuff that I had, you know, had tried out, maybe I was just trying to will the results um, into being there because, you know, since using your product, things have, I mean, it literally was like turning, putting a, a, a better light bulb in a dark room. I mean, it's really been, uh, you know, something of note for sure. That, you know, so people on the fence, right, that, that may be thinking, well, this all sounds great, but, you know, what are what are some delivery methods? Like, you know, I you sent me the drops. I use that. I mean, is that the only option? I mean, we have the pain rub. There's other, you know, how can somebody actually consume this product? Is there a vaping option? What what options are available? Yeah, I mean, as far as in the marketplace, you've got, you know, the tinctures uh, like our product. Uh, is uh, It's an oil that you would, you know, uh, put underneath your tongue, hold it in your mouth for, you know, 15 seconds or whatever, and then, and then you know, swallow it down. There, and it's not like you've got a mouthful of oil. Most of it dissipates in your mouth. The mouth is very vascular. So there's a lot of uptake into the bloodstream that way. So that that's really a beneficial way. I mean, for me personally, I find that that's one of the best ways to do it. Uh, vaping, uh, vaping is is got a you know ton of bioavailability because it goes into your lungs and straight into your bloodstream. But when you come to vaping products, and I was just talking to a gal about this this morning, is you want to look out for those products that have um, uh, VG or PG in them, and that those are usually used as thinning agents. Uh, propylene glycol, vegetable glycol, uh, and that's usually what gives you that, that vaping, that big plume of smoke that comes out. Um, those are things that I personally try to avoid in, in the products that I vape. Uh, I love getting these products that are, are, you know, just, you know, the extract, the cannabis extract, and they may use some, some terpenes as a thinning agent. You know, the taste of it's a lot better, and I feel like it's a lot better for you as, as far as, you know, vaping. Uh, you've got, um, you know, gel caps as well, kind of like the, the fish oil gel caps. Uh, those are good. It's a little longer process because it's got to, you know, work your digestive system to take effect. But for people who don't want to, you know, taste the product uh, or are used to taking pills, that's, that's a good alternative for them. Um, you've got edibles, you know, gummy bears and, and you know, things along those lines. And then um, also uh, topicals. Uh, you know, like we were explaining, that, like the pain salve that we make. So there's several different ways that you can do it. You know, the pain salves are going to be a more of a, a localized approach to, you know, let's say you've got a sore shoulder or sore knee or something like that. You can rub it right on there, and it's going to take effect at that, at that point, at that localized area. Um, but the oils are going to be more of a systemic approach, and especially when we're dealing with inflammation. You know, when, when people have pain, it, it comes from inflammation. So you take away the inflammation, you take away the pain. And CBD is an incredible anti-inflammatory. I mean, I've got some pictures that would blow your mind that, uh, uh, that people have shared with us. And uh, so, again, a more systemic approach, all-body approach is, is using an ingestible uh, versus a, um, uh, versus a uh, topical. But the topicals are, are super effective, you know. Uh, so for those people who you know, can't risk failing a, a UA um, or a drug stream, 
uh, those topicals work great because they don't they don't get into the bloodstream. You know, uh, there's right. also um, uh, what else do they have? The uh, 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 the patches, and uh, you know, there's a transdermal gel that that actually does work into the bloodstream. Uh, those are are not as common, but you know, there's there's that delivery method as well. Okay. Have you seen any sort of, I guess you would say, marked difference in effectiveness based on age or, uh, you know, symptoms? Like, say, like my mother suffers from fibromyalgia. You know, mm-hmm. would it is it something that has a stronger effect in, in, you know, children as it does adults, or is it seem to be pretty universal across the board? How does that Yeah, you know, I, I- – yeah, I was going to say it's it's universal across the board. I mean, we we have uh, you know, uh kids as young as two and a half, three years old that use our product. Um and then we've got, you know, customers as as you know, in, in their 90s. And you know, the effects of it are are very similar. Now, you know, here's here's the thing though. It, it doesn't matter what age you are or your weight or anything like that. Everybody responds differently to cannabinoid-based medicine. So I've got a, um, a, a young girl that is, I think she's 10, 10 or 11, and, you know, she takes almost 200 milligrams uh, for her seizures, you know, and that's the effective dose for her. And then I've got, you know, guys that are, you know, 6'6", six, six, you know, almost 300 pounds that, that, that take, you know, 50 milligrams. So the, the dose doesn't really have anything to do with, you know, what size you are or your age. But I'm telling you, this works young, old, in between. Uh, it, it, it can be effective medicine. Okay. Oh, it, in regards to fibromyalgia, we, we have a lot of customers that, that address their fibromyalgia with, uh, with our product. And, you know, it, it helps, you know, to a degree. You know, it's not going to – that's the only thing I always talk to people about. You have to have realistic expectations of what a cannabinoid-based medicine can do for you, because it's not a painkiller, right? right. Um, like a, like a opioid or something like that, where it's going to kill the pain. This is going to take the pain that, let's say, it's at an eight and take it down to a three. You know, it makes it more manageable. And you'd be amazed on on people will call up like, well, you know, I, I still feel the pain, but I can go about my day. It doesn't it doesn't affect my day to day. And with fibromyalgia, I find that. Uh, for our customers, you know, they use, you know, our advanced formula during the day, our 88. And then in the evening, uh, if they live in a state that allows it, they usually take a, uh, you know, a gummy bear with some THC in it. And it just helps, you know, quiet those nerves down a little bit more. Nerve pain is very difficult to address on any level with a pharmaceutical or with a cannabinoid-based medicine. But, uh, you know, we're trying a few different things. Uh, you know, with different types of cannabinoids and trying to kind of pinpoint that. But it could be effective as long as people have a realistic expectation. Yeah, I, like I said, it, you know, I'm going to keep beating the same drum here. And the, the effects that I've experienced since, you know, switching over have been fantastic. Uh, and, you know, it comes from a – and you and I have talked about this before, before we even decided to do anything together. You know, my brother and I, we like to – we are trying to carve out a space that's based off of integrity and honesty and didn't want to push a product on somebody that, or even advertise or talk about a product with somebody that we weren't willing to back a hundred percent ourselves, which, you know, I know resonated with you, which is why before we even decided to do anything, you were like, 
give me the address, let me send it to you, let's let try it first and let's go from there, which was a stand-up thing to do. That being said, you know, we are in this position now where we're both in agreement with how awesome this product is. And, you know, you were kind and generous enough. Uh, last week we got a promo code using cash 15 to take 15% off of the order. But you and I have spoken before, and, you know, there's something perhaps even a little bit more that we're, you're interested in. Do you want to, you know, dive into that? Yeah, you know, for for this big, you know, shopping weekend, uh, you know, the Cyber Monday, Black Friday, all that, you know, we thought we'd bump it up to 20%. And, um, you know, uh, I realize a lot of these sales would be, you know, 50, 60% off, but, you know, we don't work with large margins in in, in our company anyway. So we're going to offer uh, 20% off. So Cash 20 uh, will give you 20% off your uh, your order. And, uh, you know, we ship uh, USPS uh, right to your door. So it's uh, all priority mail. So it comes with the tracking number. And, you know, you'll receive emails along the way uh, when it's been shipped and when it's been delivered. So we try to do that. So, yeah, Cash 20, give you 20% off. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the man. I know our listeners are going to as well. Here's the one thing. I'm going to throw you a curveball here because we didn't, we didn't talk about this before, but, uh, you know, our overnight numbers, because we usually upload overnight and then we come in the morning, you know, we do big numbers overnight. And I always wondered why that was. So then I got into the analytics of our podcast and it turns out that Fistful of Cash, uh, thankfully and, and, you know, a blessing that it is, is we're active and have been downloaded in 30 plus countries, but received downloads in on average about 24 different countries each episode do you ship internationally or is this just going to be something for the u.s guys and girls well we will ship internationally but you you kind of run into that uh risk of you know getting through customs and things like that and then the, the the price tends to to go up quite a bit so for the people that are are not in the u.s uh they can reach out to me via email and on our website, savinggraceoil.com, uh, my contact information is on there. So if anybody's outside the U.S. and are interested in uh, uh, purchasing our product, it, we'll find a way to make it work. But we, we are starting to reach into some other countries as we speak, uh, and it, it's a challenge. But it, it's one I'm willing to uh, take a look at if, if someone's uh, wanting to get some saving grace. So, yeah, we can we can work with that. I would say it's just kind of a case-by-case. Awesome. Well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm super, I'm thankful for this, you know, this relationship that we've started here. And I know that uh, customers and, and listeners of ours that are, you know, willing to take the step to become customers of yours and try your product are going to be impressed with it 100%. Um, and I appreciate, you know, the fact that you, that, that you all do offer the money back guarantee. And, you know, I can attest to the the effectiveness and, you know, from the customer service experience up and through now, everything's been fantastic. So for people that are on the fence about something like this, that are sort of him and hot around wondering whether or not this was the, the next step or if they wanted to do it or, you know, you got something for grandma or the, the dog or something like that that you're willing to, you want to try to take a, a step in the right direction, I would absolutely push people in the direction of saving grace. So, Jack, I appreciate your time, man. You've been super generous. I know that we've been uh, working on getting this set up, so I appreciate it a bunch. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the opportunity, and 
if uh, if anybody has questions at all, um, you know, I, I'm accessible, and that's one thing that amazes people when they reach out to us that they get a response back right away. Uh, you know, we work we work with people individually and, and help you know guide them down this path because uh, you know let's face it, it's it's the unknown for a lot of people, and uh, you know we're here to uh, to support you. Uh, on that journey, but you'll find it's it's very effective medicine. So I encourage everyone to uh, to give it a try. All right. Well, listen. Like I said, Jack, I appreciate it, man, and, and thanks for taking the time. And Cash Twenty is going to be that code, and we're going to Cash Twenty keep, keep keep that up through Cyber Monday, correct? Uh, yes, sir. Yep, I sure will. All right. Awesome. Outstanding. Well, hey, Jack, I appreciate it, man, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll be in touch for sure. Dale, thanks so much for your time, and I look forward to hearing from your listeners. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.